Good morning, Rockstars! This is Joe Rutten, host of Rutten Radio on the Real Presence Network, and we're coming to you from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and I'm joined, as always, by the brothers Rutten, Father Paul and Father John. How we doing, brothers? Doing well. But... <laughs> Oh, John, John, you're stuck. I, I screwed up the intro, so you're like, what do we do now? <laughs> well, we can't start over, fellas. We just got to right. roll. All right, everybody. <laughs> so we're the Rutten so, Brothers, and we're journeying through life, commenting on movies that provoke us to think, laugh, and pray. From cult classics to classical faith, we hope that you also find the movies we watch help you grow. Uh, this <laughs> Speaking of growing... We're, we have some growing pains here for our audience out there because I am not in studio. No. Why aren't today. you in studio, Joe? Well, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, however one may look at it, but if it's God's will, I suppose it's always fortunate. I am in Omaha, Nebraska, and I'm given a keynote reflection luncheon for the Catholic business group of Omaha. So I'm down here and you guys are up there, but God bless technology. Uh, we've managed to make it work. So. With that, how we doing, fellas? Doing well. It's uh, that time of year where things are finishing up, and the spring is definitely here. But uh, it's like pulling the card too early. It's you know being like a high school student again. Uh, it, track season just started, and yet I'm pretending as if the academic season's over. Uh, and so, yeah. So <laughs> parish life is winding up, but we still have first communion that we just wrapped up, and uh, re and things, you know. They're like done, but they're not done. And right. so right. it's kind of like I checked out one week too early or something and just trying to like stick your neck over the finish line. <laughs> so hey, the beauty yeah. of it is, is that all of the people that you work for or with, they're checked out too. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> uh, that and uh, I'm, uh, I got my ticket to the canonization for Blessed Charles Foucault. Oh, so did? I'm super pumped oh, about that. Nice. That came in the mail. When's that? And uh, the 15th of may so i leave on the 12th so and just like less in one week from tomorrow i will i will be mail. in italy wow. uh no you don't wow. get it in the mail but you have to apply for it and then you don't know you're going to get a seat they yep. don't tell you right away oh. and um and then you it said if you aren't coming you have to reply because then we can give your seat to another person and so we'll see what it's like uh in uh italy right now and but looking forward to it yeah may is usually a pretty good time weather-wise yeah, it'd be good. Yeah. Travel around. Yeah. Before all the baking. Beats August. It beats August. Do so, not go to Rome in August. What's right. Paul up to? Well, today is Star Wars Day. No. May, May the fourth be with you. Yeah. It's uh so it's Star Wars Day. Uh so yeah, living the dream. You uh, walk around and say, May the fourth be with you, and I'm gonna walk around and say I am your father. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, just trying to live Easter, uh, you know, after all of Lent and whatnot. Was on retreat with Father John. and Yes. Uh, that was 40, great. Oh, really? You eight, guys did 40, a retreat together? Yeah, 48 other priests. Uh, it was a little windy in sunny Florida, but it was good. Um, and like John, trying to stay focused and get to the finish line. Thinking things should be done and they're not <laughs> they're not done yet. I'm like, isn't religious that over yet? <laughs> I'm like, uh, oh yeah, no, no, not. So yet. is that so is that something on the inside? Like sometimes when I work with twins at school, I'm always like, are you like the twins that love each other and hang out with each other, or are you the twins that like like each other and sometimes you're together? So you two actually, did you choose to go to this retreat together, or did you just happen to go to this retreat together? No, well, we, we're in a fraternity group together. Yeah, yeah so we're in a group <laughs> together. Oh, my yeah, so we, goodness. God yeah. bless you guys. Yeah. But I think maybe you two should have been the twins. No. <laughs> no. No. So, oh, you guys didn't find that as <laughs> I did, huh? Oh, God bless so, you. How are you? We Joe? aren't. We aren't. Uh, uh, let's just move on i'm How feeling my oats and i'm uh i'm you know what i'm doing great i one day at a time try and like live in this interior space of freedom where i don't get wrapped up in anxiety and worry and concern and i've just found that the less i worry about everything out in the world that i can't control the better off i am your notes so say doing... that you're dynamite <laughs> 
<laughs> well, what would you describe that as in? Dynamite, baby. <laughs> uh, did I take did I take your punch? You were you gonna punch. were you that gonna was the concluding that, that was, was the oh, culmination okay. of yeah. my my introduction and no, I'm doing great. Um, okay. things are good. So for our listeners out there, this is Rutten Radio on the Real Presence Network. You're listening to Father John and Father Paul coming to you not live, but if you're listening to it on Wednesday morning or on your internet the your your podcast device down the road. It is our May 4th, The Force Be With You show. And the movie of the month this month is the one and only. John was wondering, is it a cult classic? That's a great thing for our listeners to chime in. And you guys all know. tell Do us. you think the movie of the month is a cult classic? And the movie is Forrest Gump. Yes. Somebody want to give us a little download on most people know it, but context. Uh, the presidencies of Kennedy and Johnson, the Vietnam War, the Watergate scandal, and other historical events unfold from the perspective of an Alabama man with an IQ of 75, whose only desire is to be reunited with his childhood sweetheart, Jenny. Nice, Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> Any warnings? <laughs> I forgot as I was watching it how many. This is why I was wondering if it's a cult classic. Like how many one-liners come out of this? Sure. Movie oh, uh, from at least us growing. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, there is. There's uh, uh, more than a few sexual content scenes for mature audiences. So uh, while it it appears like it would be, and even if you're thinking about it in the past, you know, you'd think, oh yeah, Forrest Gump, but there are a few moments that you're like, oh no, yeah, your kids shouldn't watch this <laughs> or blankets over the head. Know, maybe yeah. my 12 year old. <laughs> mm, yeah. Even your 12 year old <laughs> maybe shouldn't yeah, watch this. Yeah. Maybe my 12 year old might not even. Yeah. Know. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Well, Forrest Gump, cult classic or not, you chime in on Facebook, let us know what you think, but Forrest Gump or movie of the month here on May Force or a.k.a. the fourth uh, Star Wars Day. Father Paul, what'd you think? Uh, if you want to kind of kick it off with some insights here, your initial thoughts. Yeah, it, you know, it, it really is a, a simple story in one sense. You know, as I was watching it, just thinking, it, it's like just his ordinary life. Like it's So it's this man that just simply <laughs> follows the path set before him by the circumstances of life without any real like purpose or self-importance to it. Um you know, like he says, I just started to run one day and I just kept running because I felt like running. And then he decided he was ready to be done running. Uh, and right. in one sense, I th what was sort of interesting about it is it wasn't like this major desire to like be the best or the major desire to save the world or do like it was just simply this guy who life happens to him and he responds in, in many ways. So. And also, right, kinda, also it was very evident he had a real affection for Jenny, who, when he got you know, on the school bus, again, which can be a horror story for people getting on school buses, Jenny was the only one who let him sit by her. So, right, And that formed a lifelong bond. Yes. And Jenny herself had her own story, which was maybe a difficult or broken childhood. So Jenny having her broken childhood, Forrest having his broken reality of his Mm -hmm. uh, physical and mental condition and his family condition, it kind of bonds them. And so the movie really is the story of Forrest longing for Jenny continuously throughout his life as he excels and exceeds at these amazing things like becoming a national ping pong champion. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> with, with Mao. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, those, those scenes are great when you just, mm -hmm. when I watched them all. So I put the movie in for, uh, the leadership retreats. I took the students out to Colorado. I played the movie on the way there. That's how I got to watch it. Mm. Uh, and I just, you know, as I watched it, I thought, Oh man, I wonder if these, if the students even really have the context anymore, but you know, they do to some degree, but I asked, um, so this, the other John? day we asked, uh, somebody, uh, about Christy Brinkley. Oh, and didn't then, know her. Right. Didn't know right. her. So, yeah, I mean, there's like, we are aging. How can but you there's. No, Christy Brinkley. But there's <laughs> dynamics about the movie that uh, do bring up a sense of Americana, maybe is the word that I would sure. put to it, is uh, whether it's the events that, major events that happen in America, even like the, the topography and the scenery. And, you know, I think about, we talk a lot about the north end of Sioux Falls and what it was like yeah. to grow up and, 
Uh, here you have someone in the South and, and in a way, you know, in the, the white black dynamic that was going on and all these things, I just thought like today we can sometimes think of things as like, oh, that was good or bad or all these things. But in the end, it's like, well, that's the American story. That's part of our story right. in a way you can see this Americana. And then with the music that went along with it, uh, it just was really, um, uh, a, which I think was a huge part of the movie without the music. I don't right. think the movie would have been the movie. Right. Uh, which well, must have cost really a fortune <laughs> to put all those songs into this movie. But I remember having the soundtrack growing up. I mean, I had a lot of them. I was yeah. a Columbia subscriber. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, remember it just seemed like uh, an Americana, a movie of Americana. Um, and I don't know if right. it falls into the cult classic, but I also realized like there were, um, uh, yeah, many human it's dynamics that moments. allowed you, even though you didn't live those times, you sort of, it wakens you up. Yeah. Right. And I, right. I so think, we're, 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 I was going to say one of the things I think was unique to the movie too is could be wrong, but I think the technology of having put forest in these events caused people to think, was he really there? Like at the time at the it would have been a like, big deal. It, it, so when they were like, so then you see these clips and you're like, was he really, was he really, was he really <laughs> And then when he bends over in front of the president, you're like, I don't think he did yeah. that. <laughs> but again, to just see how technology has, has changed over time, but that they could put him into historical moments uh, on footage that we would watch and then think, oh, maybe Right, so for us, that's new, but nowadays, that's common. That, oh, yeah, <laughs> like, right, 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 that's yeah. What Putin's, that's what Putin's doing for his press conferences and students do it uh, every day on their phones, you know. Uh, so this is uh, Rotten Radio on Real Presence Re Network. You're listening to uh, Father John, Father Paul, and myself, Joe, talk about the movie of the month, Forrest Gump. Yes. So there's, you know, there's a lot of depth. There's a lot of, uh, oh, I don't know, themes, if you will. But I know, Father John, you mentioned the feather. Like, there's this feather that kind of floats throughout the, the video. What do you think's going on with the feather? Well, I'm I'm curious what you guys think. I think I have the answer for oh. what it means, oh, but wow, you man. guys, uh, I want I don't want to give it up. Uh, so, what do you guys I, think I, first? I don't know. I really I mean, I can say mine, but I think I think I'm right. I so I don't. Want <laughs> 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 hey, you fools, offer up what you think is right that I know is wrong, and then I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Father Paul, you want to be the first one? <laughs> yeah, no, you know, I, I have no idea. And I'm not certain either, but I just know that, you know, it starts with this feather in the beginning. And so it's very prominent and then it goes away and then it comes back at the end of the movie. So there's definitely is something that the, the director wants us to see. Um, a couple things. There is the, the moment that Jenny makes the comment about, she said she prayed she wished she could be a bird and fly away. Uh, mm. So just wondering if that was sort of this idea of Jenny coming into his life and going out of his life. Um, the oh. other thing, though, that I thought was, like, the feather really was at the whim of the wind and in the danger of all the circumstances. Like, it could have got run over. Uh, it could have been stepped on, you know, all these things. And then it lands in a place, and then Forrest chooses to pick it up and put it in a book. Mm. And it stays there until the end, and then it comes, falls out of the book, and then it blows away. And so I think sometimes we can look at life, and we can either feel like there's no rhyme or reason uh, to it, and there might be a, a thought to that. But at the same time, there's a providential guiding hand that can move things in ways uh, that we don't always understand. So that's kind of what I thought. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm not sure. <laughs> it ain't the answer. I mean, it's not right. Yeah, it's not the right answer. Good try, Paul. Good try. Paul. How, about, how about you try, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> nope. yeah. How about you set a golf ball up so I can swing? Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, Father John, enlighten us. No, I want. You mean you don't have anything? Well, I so I I, I think know. that the significance is the fact that the feather fell in the beginning. Okay. And then at the end, it went up. There's okay. no, because otherwise there's no reason. It's it, what it reminded me of is at the cathedral, the Baldacchino has one angels whose hands are down mm -hmm. and it's looking down. And then the other one on the other side, the hands are up and it's looking up. And it's like this dynamic of down to earth, up, up to heaven. 
and almost like the feather symbolized. I do think you're right about the things that you say. Like it's this this gift that of life that comes into this world, mm-hmm. delicate, yep, yep, delicate, yep. but a tangible reality. And then all of a sudden, then after this long journey and all of these moments that brought meaning to it, like at a certain point when you might say like the fullness of meaning was given or the fullness mm-hmm. of love here, then the feather goes up. The fact that went up is what I was like, Oh, Oh, it's a return. So we come from someplace and we're going to someplace. Sure. And this is the cycle of life. Uh, so is is what I sort of saw it. And then in that cycle of life, every person is searching for their, what is, what is man's search for meaning? What is our purpose? Right. Uh, and th- we find that through the circumstances. So there's this delicate beginning and this delicate ending, but in the middle is all of these like events that both make us who we are and cause us to discover who we are. Um, So that's what I saw saw on the feather. uh, But I love the idea of the birds. I mean, that's now I'm going to have to like think all this over because then all of a sudden when you mention the birds and Jenny, Mm -hmm. like she is the thing that really it's forced in her. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's their love. Uh, but then there was numerous moments where all those birds would go up into the air. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So there's something right. about that connected. Right. So. right. so you're listening to Rutten Radio here, and the movie of the month is Forrest Gump. We just got done chatting a little bit about the significance of the feather. Father Paul, what's the significance of Jenny? What's What's going on with maybe the relationship or with Jenny, the character herself? Can you offer me a little more depth or insight into Jenny? Yeah, I mean, Jenny is this this mystery um, in a, a variety of ways in that, that she really does help Forrest, uh, and she becomes this person with whom Forrest can really uh, follow, be with, come to know himself, you know, in a way. And yet at the same time, you can see she's still trying to figure out who she is, and she's struggling throughout, you know, uh, throughout the movie even, you know, like Forrest is discovering himself almost with a freedom to be able to be present to the thing that's in front of him. And Jenny is often running from or to something to try to figure out who she is, mm. you know? So mm. she goes somewhere and she's intentionally going somewhere. She leaves somewhere um, based on this desire to understand herself better and to search and to find herself on the middle of that. And I think at the same time, you know, in the movie, she goes back to her home and it's alluded that her her father abuses her uh, as a kid, and she starts throwing the rocks at the house and the windows, and like just also she represents this need to be able to, in a way, confront the the things in your life that weren't easy, weren't uh, good, and to come to a place of peace with it, you know, a place where you can accept that this did happen, um, but I still have the ability to move forward in, in the midst of it as all. Um, yeah, and that she doesn't really have a deep love for Forrest throughout most of the movie, you know, like, it, which is an interesting kind of dilemma too, uh, in the midst of it. Um, so she she's a, definitely an interesting character that plays out throughout the whole movie. Yeah, because even I might even propose that the love scene between the two of them isn't really about Forrest. I don't know. I, I maybe I don't know. Like I've I've thought a little bit about like what, all right. So they have sex, right? And um, out of that, Forrest has a baby. I'm, like I've, I can't figure out yet what's going on with that. The 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 love scene itself, like what does that signify or mean? And then the production of another, the production, the creation of another human being out of it. Um, but it also settles her. I mean, the baby gives to her something that maybe she'd been looking for. But the, the uh, mystery the though, time. the mystery though of it, Joe is she leaves forest after this event. Right. And then she doesn't, right. she doesn't connect with him until she knows again, spoiler alert, she's dying. Right. So and she's yeah, raising this yep. kid without forest. Yep. Right. And it isn't until she's going to die that she then connects back to forest to give forest back. So right, so even there, she's kind of. <laughs> so it is. This, she she really is this mystery, you know. I, so I do think right. she really represents a lot of humanity, 
in right. in how we respond uh, to true love, and we run from it uh, because it, and so it to calls say she's us. A poor human maybe is an in, in, is is not really a healthy way to view her. Um, maybe more of broken or complex. Yeah, I mean, yeah, or... the poverty of humanity, the poverty. I don't like, right, like that poverty. Right, that we, right. You know, and so she's always running or she's, you know, like, yep. and she's being given. And so again, think about this. How often do we not enter into the relationship with God? The one person, I mean, how many times do we hear people mm-hmm. tell us this? Mm-hmm. The one thing we know we should do, the one relationship we know we should work on, we don't. Mm-hmm. We, right. we, we pick up our phone, we search Facebook, we drink something, we eat something, we buy something. Uh-huh. And, and all the while, we could be working on this relationship. Mm-hmm. And Jenny oh, has I- this opportunity throughout the whole movie, and yet she constantly runs to something else and leaves Forrest. And Forrest sends the letters. Like, you think about this. Like, really, in a sense, I, I think we could probably say that Jenny really represents humanity and Forrest really is this Christ figure for us. And... And are we really responding? You know, like he wrote all those letters and they all came back. Mm -hmm. Like she didn't open a single one. Well, how many days do people go and not even bother to pray? Not even bother to read scripture, not even bother to enter into a relationship with the one. Mm -hmm. And yet you just, you do. Yeah. And yet in a sense, you crack the whole thing open for me. I mean, this, I fundamentally right there, Paul, my whole perspective of the video of the movie changes. I never, I don't know why I never saw Forrest as a Christ figure uh, and Jenny as a broken humanity in relationship to God. But boy, that because what I kept trying to look at was the innocence of Forrest, right? Like mm-hmm. there's a, mm-hmm. there's a purity. There's a, yeah, cause he's only, no has, right, he's got no, I mean, he's got a low IQ and so he just operates at a right. different level. Right. And so I look at, I was looking at it on a human dimension, right? Like somehow Forrest is like the ideal human or something, mm-hmm. but I like your perspective that says, you know what, maybe this is the Christ or God figure and, and Jenny's me. <laughs> and even when I connect with them, what do I do the next day? I get up, call a taxi and jump in my car and take off. Well, it does fit. <laughs> it does fit that reality that's evident where because of Forrest's circumstances, in some ways he reminds me of somebody who has Down syndrome where they don't see the same faults that other people see sure. and they don't treat people according to their weaknesses or their sins or their faults. And while we on various sides of things can all justify ourselves as the, 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 the noble ones, we're all, most sides are condemning somebody else. <laughs> Uh, and yet here he can even look and have this like look on the Ku Klux Klan, which was so fascinating to me. It kind of was in the beginning of the movie yeah. and he's kind of like, oh yeah, my friend's dad, you know, had these funny hats they wore and, um, you know, and I kind of thought like that provoked me because I thought, well, that's not a response. <laughs> right. And then I thought, well, what if that is a response where like our anger and our reaction to things actually creates another inability to move forward. Whereas for Forrest, whether it was that or the no seats on the bus, I mean, how many parents do everything in the world to make sure that moment never happens for their kid? Right. Or if it does happen, you know, we blow a gasket because it does happen and I don't have kids, so I don't have to feel that pain, but it's a pain that actually, if you can look at it in a different way, it's what leads him to Jenny. Right. Like, uh, the boys chasing him down the driveway. Yep. Uh, it's what leads him to running. Right, right. And so we see that there, the situations we think are bad for us and we need to attack or we need to fight or we need to be strong, yep. in a sense, Forrest is weak in front of mm-hmm. these things. And so he actually has a way forward that's different. And what is, what a, you know, in the spiritual realm, you overcome evil by not uh, aggressively coming at it with power, but by going beneath it. Humility is the key. And Forrest does embody that in yep. a way that most people would say, well, we can't, you know, he's in the line for the peace. He's wearing his uniform and he's in the line for the peace thing, you know, and, and he isn't all like, you just took advantage of me or you like, you know, uh, yeah, there's just all those circumstances, uh, that he runs into. It's been, yeah, it's been a good, uh, good reflection. So, uh, for our listeners out there, Rutten Radio, you're, we're, we're reviewing Forrest Gump and Father John's wondering, is this a cult classic or not? 
Um, I don't know. There are a lot of one-liners, and it really does kind of carry with me a, a nostalgia um, that I really love about it. I love the different scenes, like the hippie scene, right? Yeah. And the, the 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 protests of the Vietnam War, but then at the same time, right? He his best friend is the is the Vietnam vet that that ends up joining him at the end of the movie with uh, the shrimp boat and the, the, Lieutenant the shrimping Dan. business. Lieutenant Dan. Yep. You know, that, that was a fascinating character. Now, we're winding up the first yep. half of the show, but maybe even when we come back, if we need, to take a look at Lieutenant Dan's figure because yeah. he brings a, a whole other oh, yeah. complexity to to the storyline <laughs> and to the redemption Dan. nature. I, I see the redemption yeah. nature in it with Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, no, that that definitely. There's lots. And well, maybe, maybe it would be interesting yep. if, uh, if um, viewers would want to, like, what is your favorite, like, historical moment that Forrest ends up in or, or favorite scene? Like, there's so many. Oh, there's tons like, of there, them. You know, <laughs> the Watergate scandal. He calls, yeah. you know, he's like, yeah. uh, there's lights on over it that, uh, over it. Like, <laughs> <I> for, <laughs> no, he's the, dancing for Elvis. He's dancing for Elvis. Like, all these things. You're just like, oh, my God. So there's just, a, it's it's endless in that sense. And the fact that he's sitting on a bus, uh, bus stop, right. you know, rest stop or whatever bench. You the know, whole movie. You forget right. that he's there. Oh yeah, right. you forget that that's where he's at. Right. right? <laughs> and then he didn't need to be. Because the lady's like, oh, you can just walk. Like, he's waiting for the bus. You know, bus number that's whatever, right. nine. And, and she's, she's like, like, oh, you can just walk. It's just right over there. <laughs> so the whole time he's sitting there, he didn't need to. So, anyways, we got to wrap up. Well, you're uh, listening to Rutten Radio here on the Real Presence Network. Don't go anywhere. We'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll have our faith and culture segment as we dive into deeper, deeper into the themes and insights of our movie of the month, Forrest Gump. We'll catch you on the flip side. And we're back with Rutten Radio on the Real Presence Network, your local and regional Catholic media network for all things awesome, including Rutten Radio. You can catch us on Facebook as we discuss our movie of the month here on the one and only fourth be with you may 4th you want to father catch paul, us on your how much do you do you, how much do you love star wars father paul almost oh that's a good question almost as much as i love jesus no um no 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 what, no, no, oh, no, no, no no i do love you star love wars. it you no, love, i do love you star do wars. love star wars do though don't wars, you yeah the uh, the force be with you uh, is one of those things where it creeps up on me, but I think this is the second time we have had Rutten Radio on May Force. Well, it would be likely. I mean, we've been at this for a number of years yeah. now. What have yeah, we done this for? We, maybe seven years, six, we, we, six we, or yeah, seven years, and we've yeah. always we always go the first the beginning of May. So yeah, yeah, comes around it's the fourth. And goes around. All right, all right. Well, enough with Star Wars. It's not our movie of the month. Forrest Gump is. So before we get to uh, deeper insights into Forrest Gump, let's do a few shout-outs. I love the shout-outs. Father Paul, you got anybody you want to give a shout-out to? Yeah. <clears throat> There's a family in Watertown, the Jensen's. Uh, so they're just a, a good family. What are the Jensen's? Family from Watertown. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, so they're just family. I don't even know if they listen, but give them a shout-out. Good folks. Uh, but the other one that does listen and loves Star Wars is Deb Schroeder. Uh, Deb Schroeder loves Star Wars, and she actually informed me that State Theater is going to be playing the Star Wars movies here in Sioux Falls. Tonight? Well, there's a, a, a series of nights, and I don't know that I'm going to get to it, so I'm kind of sad. But anyway, so Deb Schroeder. Oh, nice, nice. Father John? Uh, I can't remember where my cutoff line is for shout-outs, so I'll start with Dan Plates, who is a, a rancher, I think, over by Brandon, maybe, and parishioners at St. Lambert's, uh, and listens when he's working with the cattle or when he's doing whatever they're doing on the farm. Uh, also, Beth Nelson Vanderzee, whom uh, connected with us on Facebook. So we love getting oh, Facebook yeah. messages and just, uh, she mentioned it to us and, and she was really helpful. So you all oh. that are listening can be helpful. She said, Hey guys, sometimes we jump in a little bit later and then you're talking about this movie and we don't know what the movie oh. is. So like, if you could mention the movie a little bit in the conversation. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So that's why we mentioned it a few more times in this uh, episode. I hope you help uh, let us know anytime, Beth and also Lonnie Shaft. So, uh, 
asked for the family prayer. And I know a oh. lot of people love the family prayer and that's available on our Facebook page too. You can go look in the, yeah. in the photographs and find that there. So we got uh, prayer cards too. So if Lonnie wants to send, yeah. send us his address. Yeah. Send us your address and we can send yeah. you out. Anybody want to send us your address? We'll send you out some rut and radio prayer cards with the family prayer. And you got the three mugs on the front. Yep. Or the back. So, I said to somebody this morning, I said, I said to somebody this morning, I said, it ain't quite Mount Rushmore. They said, well, there's always room for another face there. Ooh. I said, oh, maybe it's better oh. than Mount Rushmore then. <laughs> In the rutten world, there's always room for another face. Yes. Maybe we, uh, well, speaking of sending stuff out, I need a t-shirt. Do we have any rut radio shirts left? I need to send a t-shirt out to somebody. I promised him a shirt. And then I was like, I don't even know if I have a shirt to promise this guy. <laughs> so, Father Paul, if you have a shirt, there's a gentleman out in Rapid City by the name of Corey Richards. Yes. That gets a shout out from me. Corey Richards is with the South Dakota Air National Guard. I don't know what his rank is. I'll just call him like Admiral or something. But Admiral. <laughs> I think people in the military <laughs> wouldn't appreciate you guessing at their rank. <laughs> uh, Corey's an amazing human being. Mm -hmm. I randomly organizing this huge expedition for Mount Marty and my freshmen out to the Black Hills needed a place to sleep a hundred students. And the military just, I thought, well, maybe the barracks out there. And sure enough, the guy calls me and he's like, how can I help you? And I was like, well, that's what I'm looking for. And he was like, who is this? And I was like, Joe Rutten. <laughs> Joe Rutten, like a <laughs> Rutten radio? <laughs> no I'm way. Like, uh, yes. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, no way. I met both of the other Ruttons. Now you, you're the last one. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I was like, all right, so tell me the stories. And then he goes on about Father Paul, I think at SDSU or something. I don't know. And mm. Father John and his sister or his brother or in laws out in Harrisburg. And I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. Some random guy, generally speaking, right? I'm just mm -hmm. calling some guy up, and it happens to be a guy, Corey Richard. So, Father Paul, how do you know Corey? Uh, he was at uh, in Watertown, in my parish in Watertown, Immaculate Conception. Oh, that's right, because yeah. they have National Guard up there. Yep. Right, yep. and he got transferred out to Rapid City. And Father John, do you know Corey Richards? I did a number of sacraments for his sister, so as sacraments that go, I think he probably was godparents for one of her kids yeah. and, uh, and then also, right. um, so, and I'm uh, telling you guys, this dude's a rock star. Oh yeah. I mean, no, he's, he's great. So awesome. Mm -hmm. He's so awesome. I have servant leader, like par excellence. He, he's just all and his kids. And are at great first I was too. like, hmm? Oh really? Riley yeah. That guy should just make a bunch of humans for the world. If he, <laughs> if they're half as cool as he is. <laughs> Well, Corey, God bless you. Thanks for everything. Let's move on. Let's first rate our movie. Forrest Gump, movie of the month for May 4th. Uh, Father Paul, what kind of the three three heads, three rotten heads? I'm going to give what it. What kind of a rating would you give it? 2.25. Oh, it's 2. a good movie. 2.25. Yeah, it's a good movie. I, I think it just, yeah, there could have been a little, I don't know, something. But cause it can't always be three. It was missing something. Yeah. And maybe it was. All bad. right, Father. Father John. Um. Uh oh. He's the the philosopher's pondering. What's what in what increments can we go? Well, we'd prefer two, well quarter quarters. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> It'd be helpful. Yeah, I think two point two five. Oh man! Wow. Just completely disappointed and letting down. Two point five for Joe. I think that it was kind of like one of my teaching movies. There were so many life lessons in that thing, like just coming out everywhere, and it was historical. So on my it's two point uh, three three in two point three three. All right, well, that's pretty good rating. Yep. Forrest Gump. It's been around a long time. It's carried well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't still have the same magic though that it did for our generation. The young people. They, they watched it, but they weren't like, oh, that was an amazing movie. With, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, that was all right. Well, you know, so I maybe, think uh, in this, this will go into, I think, some of our next topic. I think maybe because this sounds crazy, but I think so much of that history is too far from them. Hmm. Oh, we're farther. We're like, 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 so for us, almost all those events were things that when we were little, they were big events. They were still thing. big dialogue. Still, it was like 9-11. Right. People today. So I think it just shows how 
further along we are in history. How old Paul is Paul, saying you are old. How old we are. Well, I'm trying <laughs> not to say it that are. way, but <laughs> that is possible. Uh, yeah, that is very likely. I will say, Paul, you're creeping toward fifty. I know. I won't tell anybody how old you are. <laughs> That's old. Close. I know. You're old. You're going to die soon. Digger, I know. Digger, I'm like closer to death like than life than the beginning. Age. Which is okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Back half, John. I figured that See, 44 was like the back a half. Feather, like a feather. I'm going up. You're getting ready to go up. Praise God. Hey, John, my wife about uh, slapped me the other day because, well, she didn't, but I couldn't remember how old are we. Are we 44 or 45? Uh, yeah, 44. 44. I did that a we while back too. I was like, I'm like, am I 43? No, I'm 44. Am I 44? <laughs> I don't, how old am I? I did the other day. 44. Right. Uh, all right. Well, let's jump in here. We got a, a few few uh, minutes in our second half hour to devote to a deeper dive, if you will, into our movie of the month, Forrest Gump. I'm interested in uh, Lieutenant Dan, but maybe yeah. if one of you two want to kick it off, you can. But otherwise, tell me about Lieutenant Dan. What's that guy got going on? I mean, Lieutenant Dan is an interesting character. So when Forrest is in Vietnam, he's under this Lieutenant Dan, who we find out has a history of everyone in his family died in wars. <laughs> they all died. <laughs> they all died. Uh, and then Lieutenant, Lieutenant Dan like gets blown up and he's going to die. And Forrest goes in and saves him. And so <laughs> Lieutenant Dan is upset because he's supposed to die. His destiny is to die in war and be a hero that way, not have to live as a wounded person. But Morris saves him. So he goes through the just whole the, the depression of that. Like what he expected life to be wasn't. And now he's got to sort of readjust. And right. all of that sort of grief and, you know, those processing and the anger and, you know, the bad choices and those things. But he he makes a, a promise to, to Forrest that if Forrest really does become a shrimp boat captain, he'll be his first mate. <laughs> Thinking to himself, there's no way he'll ever have a boat. Mm. Uh, but then no. Forrest does become a shrimp boat captain. Uh, and it causes Lieutenant Dan then to honor his promise. Um, and while being a shrimp boat first mate, uh, they're in a big storm and he, Lieutenant Dan has it out with God and he's like, give me your best. Bah. And they're like fighting it out type thing. And and they make it through and, and it ends up actually like transforming Lieutenant Dan uh, and their shrimping industry, uh, and they do really well. And Lieutenant Dan actually has a new lease on life, and he ends up getting his legs, new legs, you know, uh, artificial legs. And uh, so, yeah, it was it was an interesting character to to follow through. But that's how I saw it. John, Father John, what do you think of old old Dan? I just uh, really the only thing that struck me about him was. Uh, imagining the special effects it took for him to not have legs, legs. <laughs> right to be honest <laughs> um, i tried for the longest time to figure it out there had to have been something other than just like he had his legs tucked up under him going on no they basically covered the bottom part of his leg he like had his legs straight all the time and then they covered the bottom of him and then just had the movie With, over use like a green screen. A green screen on his legs and then yep. they disappear Yep. So uh, you see, so you can kind of tell, uh, like, imagine uh, his feet. There's nothing ever in front of those legs, like, you know, because you can imagine they're still there. So, no, I, uh, the thing that, the moment that struck me was when he, they met up again in the city and he came out that door and Lieutenant Dan was sitting there and Forrest was so happy to see him right. and he was so angry. Mm -hmm. And it just mm. was one of those reminders, kind of like that, you know, I guess maybe another way in which there's a Christ figure in Forrest. Uh, where Lieutenant Dan, like Lieutenant Dan, is treated in a way that he just can't accept. He doesn't want to accept his life in reality the way it is, and so anger towards someone who actually loves him, mm -hmm. someone who is like treating him with such uh, great grace. So, uh, yeah, that yeah. moment strikes me. Yeah, I just and I'd agree with all of that. I, I think for Lieutenant Dan, like in a, he represents the interior life for me. The the my natural my natural desire is love and joy and happiness and god and all this good but i think that natural desire is broken and i often want anger resentment like to hold on uh mm -hmm. and it's like i find that in lieutenant dan like i can sympathize when he's pissed off you know he's he's angry he's he's um but that 
I need to have people in my life like Forrest um, that are capable of helping me to stay positive, be positive, um, you know, because resentment and anger and, you know, life is not pretty and lots happens to all of us, right? Like, it's not like just Dan had something happen to him. I've had something happen to you guys. Uh, Mm -hmm. This is our part of life. But if we don't reconcile that with our maker and with humanity, man, that eats people up and you can live your whole life to your deathbed. And you guys probably see it more than anybody just as priests that not all deaths are probably wonderful. Right. Oh, no, absolutely. (laughs) Some people probably go to their deathbed without having the the moment that Dan had wrestling with God where he makes peace with his maker. Some people maybe go to their death with that fight. Mm -hmm. Oh, certainly, yeah. Well, Father John, what do you think about the the deeper insights or themes? Is there something that when you look at the movie that kind of jumped out at you that we haven't kind of covered? Yeah, that, that history has such a part to play in the whole thing that we, I guess I was wondering, like, does everybody think they grew up in a special way. Like Forrest lives in these places and has this life and it looks all this way. And, and I can, uh, I can, I like wonder, uh, is the next generation just going to look back like we are right now? I mean, I think we're the special, most special people in the whole <laughs> world. Cause we grew up in the North end. Well, in the does 80s. every, in the eighties, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I mean, in I go into, in Sioux Falls and I go into places and now they have, 93.97.3 KKRC and they even have Patty D is back right. like playing the same music when we were growing up the other day I was in and right. I just was like we grew up in an awesome and I started talking <clears throat> to these people I was like do you know how great a days we lived in and you know but I wonder like does everybody have that is it a part of growing up that the the things that marked you and made you you look back and we look and say I mean are we just like every generation those hey, those pesky kids hey, you know John, remember being in elementary school in the 80s at Cathedral and how much our teachers, who we thought were like really ancient and old, but really were probably like 40. Um, or 30. Sock ops, yeah, sock cops. Sock yeah. and, and those poodle dresses and things like that. Well, is that not the same distance now for us? back to the 80s actually it would be wouldn't yeah. it yeah. yeah you know that 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 time period sure. and so you know i think you're on to something here larger now this is kind of the the educator geek in me but sociologically i mean this is something that maybe somebody has studied or is worth studying this idea of nostalgic and historical remembrance because what i remember vividly like those poodle dresses and the dances that they love to have and how well that's what they were doing when they were teeny boppers and or close to yeah close to and now we're doing the same thing it's just ours happens to be patty d and tkrc yeah <laughs> walk like an egyptian walking like you know, these, an egyptian uh, yeah all this stuff I, and i think it's great but yeah I'm i walked sure it, that there walked... isn't any 28 25 year old that's like turning on kkrc like yeah, oh i doubt I, oh, I, yeah. I think so <clears throat> i think know. i think they do i think because their parents are listening to right. that music right. you know just it's just like, like when we grew up yep you go over like uh to the hendersons uh or you go over to just anybody else's house who had older they, and they would have on uh 92.5 KEO, right and then you play in the oldies that kid, you're like, yeah Man, your parents yeah yeah you're like your parents must be awesome they taught you good music <laughs> or you know <laughs> think like about think about the paulsons you know the the girl the paulson girls listened to, to certain things because their parents did right. i mean they you know uh, so their parents had a certain way of you know uh, cars that they liked and things that they liked that they got from their mom and dad. So, I mean, I think kids today too are in that similar thing that they are listening to some things, but in the, any case, the purpose, the thing that, that, that I'm, the thing that most sticks with me is that we are impacted by the things that we happen and the way in which we react to the things that happen, create history. Right. History isn't some mysterious ideology. Mm-hmm. History isn't some like bad or good thing. History is the consequences of people's life. And it's so incredible to just think that the way you talk to somebody could impact them in a way that prevents them from, 
or helps them get off the ledge mm-hmm. or the the thing that you think most was the wor- the worst thing for somebody is something that refines them and makes them who they are and they go on to be somebody and like who we touch and how we move throughout this world creates history. Right. It's just amazing to think. Right. And and what's so different about our history here than history in Italy or history 500 years ago or history 1,000 years ago, it's all the the things that make up a person's life. And it's fascinating. Yeah. And I think the other yeah. thing, though, is what part of history do I focus on? Because we can either, you know, pretend like it was perfect and that's why it was such a great time. Or we can say that we can just see that a good came out of everything, even the bad things, even the things that weren't good. And this is where I worry today. We seem to be, there seems to be a segment of culture that keeps going back into history and only pulling out the negative things and bringing it back out and saying, well, we have to deal with this part of history because it's a bad part of history. But I think a Christian says, no, like we don't have to dig up all the bad things and then like somehow flagellate ourselves because of it. We have to allow Christ to redeem us in all of that and to be able to see that, yeah, bad things happen. Like things aren't always perfect and they don't always go right. But a Christian is able to look at it all and still have affection for it because we can see that it's helped make us who we are today, uh, both the good and the bad. And that's the beauty for us is we're not s- slaves to to the to a culture that has to be perfect. We can see that even when you know they're mean to us on the bus it puts us in a position in which we meet our best friend. Mm-hmm. And I can either say it wasn't fair that the bus was mean and we need to, to, you know, get reparation from all the kids on the bus, or I can say, but I'm grateful I met Jenny. Uh, I have a choice. And I think right. this is the you proposition know, I, uh, for yeah. our culture. There, there's, a lot, there's a lot of lessons in here that Viktor Frankl teaches uh, in his uh, seminal work, Man's Search for Meaning, which John actually brought up earlier, that this movie really has that, deeper search for meaning and purpose. I'd a hundred percent agree. And he addresses that. That's kind of a fundamental premise of his text is that his book is not the, the great saint story. It's not the great hero story. It's the average everyday ordinary person's story of the concentration camp. And that if in the worst circumstances of humanity, you can overcome the, the, the animal, the the deterioration of the human person, the worst that the humanity has to offer, that then you can do that anywhere in in life. And he looks at the camp and in the camp, there's one gal who's dying and she's looking out the window and he asks her, "What what are you looking at? What are you doing? And she says, I'm looking at a tree. He says, well, what's a tree? And she was like, yes. And it's looking at me and it said, it's saying to me, I am life, I am everlasting life. So here she is, dying in the concentration camp, looking at a tree. The tree's given her this message that there's life everlasting. And I'm thinking of the Garden of Eden, right? Like I'm thinking of these deeper mysteries. She's dying and she says, I am grateful for the camp. And it's like, wait a minute, what do you mean you're grateful? And she says, because before I came here, I was selfish. And I didn't give serious realities enough attention. And that's it. She dies. Wow. She's grateful for, the, for Auschwitz. How, how does a person get to that point? Because she, ha- she used it as an opportunity and hope and transformation to become somebody different, to see the world differently precisely because of the inhumanity, the, precisely because of the brokenness that was in front of her, it was an opportunity for her to be purified, for her to be redeemed, for her to enter into a deeper experience of human reality. And that's love and faith and life and hope. And she said, the thing that she didn't give serious attention to, and this goes back, Paul, to your conversation about Lieutenant Dan. She said, I did not give spiritual realities enough attention. And it's like, well, how many of us go through our lives and maybe even we're practicing our faith, but we're not doing it in a way that actually is growing our spirituality, our minds and our hearts, our practice of our Christianity. 
but it's just we're unconsciously going through the motions. And then when tragedy strikes, do we have the strength of spirit or the humility of spirit to allow it to be an opportunity to be transformative for us? Or does it consume and destroy us? And I think that's ultimately what the movie's about. It's about transformation through the brokenness of reality. So that's my great monologue. Yeah. We got three minutes left, brothers. What do you have for a final insight or wrap up as we close May's Rutten Radio Movie of the Month, Forrest Gump? Any concluding insight or comment? I guess I would just encourage people to to really pray for the grace to see the history we're, we're living, the moments we're living, that there it can be an opportunity to become really discouraged by it. You know, they're saying some people will say they don't want to have children because they don't want to bring a child into this world. And the Christian always sees hope in everything, you know. And so even for us who are on the, you know, we're getting towards the other side of life, uh, to be able to still see that the circumstances I'm going to live, the things I'm going to be a part of, really are important to me. Uh, like to not dis- discount what we're living right now. So yet we're grateful for the childhood we had, but what about the life now? So that we can, in 20 years, look back and be grateful as well that, that we happen to be alive uh, in these last 20 years too. Awesome. Father John? My feather's still floating. <laughs> Up or down. Ah, uh, the feather. Yeah, I think the feather's pretty good, John. You got a little wisdom and insight there on that one, didn't you? Well, I think that we let the feather float and we join it and float on out of here with the concluding prayer, the family prayer, as we wrap up this month's section session of Rutten Radio. How's yeah. that sound? And the next uh, next month's movie, we're going to watch the movie Lion. Uh, so if you want to watch it ahead of time, oh, we're going to watch Lion. Uh, that also means that we have to watch it too. right on next movie for that would be june is lion right so and it's uh, not a mother nature movie (laughs) but it is lion spelled it is a good one it is a good one all right the family prayer together our father Father, we we thank you for your love love and for for your your many blessings many blessings especially for the precious precious gift of each each other. other Help us to Help show, us our, to show gratitude our gratitude by loving each done. other as you love us. Make, Make us understanding and patient with, with one another. another. Quick to admit our failings and ask forgiveness. Generous, Generous in sharing the joy and strength we can give each other. Father, Father give our family lively faith and the courage to share it with those around us. Direct us to the state and life you plan for each of us and help us to use your gifts to serve you. We entrust our family to your fatherly care. Preserve us from the corruption of the modern world and help us draw closer daily to you and to each other until we come to share with you the joys of heaven. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, help us to be a holy family. Amen. We'll see you next time right here at Rutten Radio on the Real Presence Network. Peace and God bless.